0: Good day students. This is Dr. Steve Naidu, your guest lecturer in General Pathology and assisting Ms. Puneetha Naidu. This last and interesting 10th section of General Pathology, Section J, is on the immune system and immunopathology. And it is an addition to the module that could not be done before the lockdown. Um, I will refer to the slide number on the bottom right side of the slide as you follow the presentation and listen to the audio. We go on to slide two. The podcast for this section is in several sessions, um, at least four, so... Podcasts 1, session 1 and 2 will be on the immune system, the normal immune system. Podcast session 3 on immunopathology and podcast section, session 4 on the pathology of HIV AIDS. So we start with podcast session 1. Now we go on to slide 3 and start with looking at the immune system. What is the immune system? It is a collection of body components or constituents uh, that include cells, chemicals, tissues, organs, and processes that protect the body against invasion and colonization by foreign antigens, especially microbes. Now, at this stage, you need to be quite familiar with what these terms mean microbes, antigens ex- antibodies etc. Now when we use a term antigen, it refers to any foreign substance to the body any substance that the body recognizes as not being itself or part of itself and f- to which against which it needs to protect itself. Antigens can be. The infective type, most commonly, that we call microbes or pathogens or bugs or germs, etc. And these are especially the viruses, bacteria, fungi, protozoa, etc. But they can also be foreign proteins, uh, what we often call allergens, things that we are allergic to, or even toxins poisonous substances. Now, the immune system works very well in healthy persons, but in the occasional situation where things do not go the way it should, the immune system can can be faulty, it can be defective, it can overreact, it can underreact, or it can be damaged, and we will look at this later in the presentation on immunopathology. So we look at the components of the immune system. We go on to slide four. We look at what makes up the immune system, and there are uh, basically two forms of the immune system. Uh, One in the freely circulating fluids, that is the blood and lymph fluid. Um, Those the fluids that carry the cells, the chemicals, the messenger substances what we call cytokines and chemokines. But also, secondly, there are some fixed structures that participate in immunity in the body, and that is what you recognize, the bone marrow, thymus gland, the spleen, tonsils, and the intestines, etc. We must remember that the intestines particularly have a multitude of important and effective lymphoid follicles. Indeed, every epithelial surface has lymphoid tissue, and that starts from the gastrointestinal tract, that's from the mouth to the anus, uh, lots of immune um, um, lymphoid tissue. It's all part of uh, the uh, immune system, um, the structural immune system. And as well as the respiratory tract, um, there's a lot of, um, because of the amount of impurities that we breathe in, in the respiratory tract, from the nostrils to the uh, uh, trachea, to the bronchial tissues and right into the lungs, It's a tremendous amount of lymphoid tissue. So that all forms part of the immune system. That is the structural components. Just to summarize, then, we have the freely circulating uh, components in the bloodstream and lymphatic fluid and tissue fluid, and then some fixed structures. Now, if you look at the slide itself in slide 4, on the left side diagram you've got a um, description of cell types and just for your purposes you don't have to de- remember each detail of the different kinds of slides uh, the cells on the for example on the right side diagram but on the left side diagram it's well worth uh, knowing at least uh, the categories of cells and those that are important, for example, what are these um, lymphocytes, uh, antigen-presenting cells, and effector cells? What you need to remember is that the antigen-presenting cells are the first cells to come a- to encounter antigens, and that is foreign substances, and that includes the dendritic cells, macrophages, and follicular dendritic cells. And they are the initial um, cell contact with antigen. And what they do is they engulf, they gobble up or swallow the antigens and destroy them. uh, And they create a memory. So they present the Present antigen. That's why they're called antigen-presenting cells. They present antigen to another group of cells, and those are the lymphocytes. The lymphocytes, which are the B and T lymphocytes, which need that memory of the um, of the invader in order to be sensitized. Okay, and the B lymphocytes produce antibodies while the T-lymphocytes become uh, effector or killer cells. And then we we look at the group of effector or killer cells. Effector cells actually are those that destroy antigen, which includes some of those T-lymphocytes, as well as macrophages and granulocytes. That's all you need to know about these cells, really, I think. Um, And if you... You you may have seen on television on DSTV a TV series called Border Control. Border Control is a Australian um, um, series uh, where the border control police of the Australian Australia um, screen every person that enters or leaves the country. Now the Antigen presenting cells or the APCs are the first border police that come across uh, and 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 interu- intercept uh, the uh, possible invader to the country, and they enter the invader antigen um, uh, identification onto their onto their computer systems. The lymphocytes are the ones that are sensitized they pick up the memory from the computer system and they remember this so that when they when these when an invader or a, a person that enters a country or an antigen in, in the case of a body um, comes back they are sensitized and they quickly respond with overwhelming overwhelming capacity whilst the effector cells are those, that are also called killing cells, they they like the, the army that's brought in to deal with an invasion of antigen. We move on to slide five. This is just a more detailed description of the specific roles of the immune cells. But again, it's not required that you remember these full details, it's just for reference purposes, maybe while you read and while you while you turn back and forth between slides and your notes. Now, we go on to slide six. Slide six just illustrates those fixed structures that compose compose the immune system. And on the left side of the image, you'll see the circulatory system, the blood vessels, the arteries and the veins, arteries in red, veins in blue, and the circulatory organs uh, and uh, structures. Whilst on the right slide, you see the lymphatic system Uh, showing the lymphatic channels as they drain from the peripheries of the limbs towards the central portion of the body, each ending in groups of lymph nodes. So the lymphatic ducts are are those that parallel the uh, circulatory system but but, uh, are separate from it. Uh, We don't always uh, see it um, uh, on on the body like uh, of a person. When we examine a patient, we, uh, we, we see, of course, the veins and we feel the pulses of the arteries, but we don't see the lymphatic tissue, the lymphatic drug, ducts, but um, they are there and they drain all tissues of the body, not of blood, but of excess fluid harmful substances such as inflammatory and cellular debris, and basically dirt. So they are the cleanup uh, um, service of the body, almost an effluent or wastewater cleaning system, almost a sewage system. And as the uh, the fluid drains through the lymph channels, it gets trapped. The The debris which include bacteria, viruses, and other pathogens, are trapped at the lymph nodes. And the, at the, it's a, at the lymph nodes where the effector cells um, uh, kill the uh, antigen. The antigen-presenting cells also kill the antigen and create a memory and present them to the uh, lymph, lymphocytes. Now, the lymphatic duct system and and anatomy is something also that you as a student radiographer and as a practicing radiographer must appreciate and know because the lymphatic ducts are also an easy way that neoplastic or tumor cells find it easy to migrate to other sites of the body. Hence, the lymph nodes are primary sites for for malignant tumor to get stuck in okay as they have drained through the lymph channels and enlarge uh, because of tumor now let's take for example if you have a a a septic sore in the leg or the toe you find that your lymph glands at your groin are enlarged. That's typical because the lymph glands, the lymph ducts drain the debris, inflammatory debris and um, septic uh, uh, substances including pus, away from the toe and get to the lymph, lymph gland in the groin. And another example is a patient with a CA breast because um, the breast Uh, lymph ducts drain into the axilla, that is is the armpit, you'll find that malignant cells from a CA breast will uh, uh, migrate or metastasize to the axillary lymph node in the armpit, and that also needs to be attended to for treatment. Okay. That deals with the basic anatomy and structure of the, of the immune system. And now we continue in, on the next slide and in the next um, podcast session, podcast session two, on the, the processes. And we deal with the two main immune types uh, or in, immune uh, processes or lines of defense. Thank you. Let's go on to podcast two.